This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Whitlock sitting in once again for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck radio program. I'm live from Phoenix, Arizona, site of Turning Point USA's America Fest. And boy, did I enjoy myself uh, yesterday at America Fest. Uh, My speech went well, engaging with the audience and the crowd uh, went well, enjoyed a lot of the other speakers. This is an awesome event. I'm so glad I came. I'll have some thoughts about Tucker Carlson's comments uh, here at TPS USA's AmeriFest. But uh, we're going to start the show talking about the Matrix and how they're in control of everything. Great show planned for you. Stay tuned. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. And right now, through a match, your gift is doubled. To donate, dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. Jason Whitlock here. Oh, so glad to be back with you. Happy Tuesday. Fantastic show planned for you today. Uh, I'll be filling in for Glenn today and tomorrow, uh, ending my three-day stint as the fill-in host for the great Glenn Beck. I'm so glad you chose to join me. Uh, I want to uh, invite you into the show, the things we're going to discuss. I want your engagement as well. We had... A great engagement yesterday as I talked about 
why men should stop apologizing. And I'm, I'm going to circle back to that a little bit uh, today. But but I, I, let me walk you through uh, what's going on as it relates to control of the matrix and control of humanity and control of our thoughts. And that's why I'm so glad I came here to Phoenix to participate in the Turning Point USA AmeriFest event because it's it's invigorating, inspiring. Uh, it it's, it feels good to be in a place in an environment where there's so many American patriots and so many people pushing and striving for the right things and so many people operating outside of the matrix, but the matrix is going to do what the matrix is going to do. And and so yesterday's show where I talked about why men need to stop apologizing for America's history. And, and I knew uh, that my comments would be twisted and taken out of context. And, and as I told you all yesterday, we did a three-hour show about that topic and that I was going to then go to the AmeriFest, AmericaFest event and condense that three-hour radio show into a 20-minute speech. And then the, the Matrix went to work and did what it does. So Media Matters, you guys know Media Matters, uh, <laughs> took what I said and you know, twisted it up and spun it out uh, to the rest of the Internet and the rest of the world, took me out of context, obviously, because that's what they do. Uh, and so the headline for Media Matters, and this was almost, I think this was like 90 minutes after I left the stage yesterday. They spun out a story. The Blazes Jason Whitlock rages against women's suffrage. Not everyone has to have a vote. That's their headline. Uh, and this is written by staff. I guess they were monitoring the live stream of America Fest. <laughs> and so here's their story. Or, no story. It's, it's a headline. And then they quote a segment of my speech. And they say, uh, here's what they quoted. They have recreated this history that, oh, God, it was all just sexism. And we didn't have the right to vote until Susan B. Anthony and the women's suffrage movement. And I will defend life before suffrage because a vote used to represent the family. When we were a culture that really valued family and really understood the natural order that God intended, man serving God, woman following man who serves God, man and woman developing and nurturing children. You only needed one vote per household because that vote was about the entire family as they have destroyed our family structure and made this all an individual pursuit. Not everyone has to have a vote and everybody has to have an agenda that a lot of times has nothing to do with family. So, again, I gave a 20 minute speech. They took 20 seconds of it, 30 seconds of it. I'm not sure. And spun out this headline that Whitlock rages against women's suffrage. Not everybody has to have a vote. And anybody that listened to this three-hour radio show and anybody that listened to my 20-minute speech knows that was not my message. I did not go up and rage against women's suffrage. 
I I used the suffrage deal to make a larger point about how we got here and how this whole mentality that we have that uh, everything in the past was an example, a byproduct of the sexism that just overran America. And these are all things we must apologize for the past. We must apologize for the crimes of men. They de- they denied women the right to vote for all those years. And I was explaining, as I did here on the show and as I did on the stage, that <clears throat> when America had a strong family structure and a strong culture built around the nuclear family, the natural order that God intended, that all you needed was one vote per family because man and woman were united in marriage. They became one. And so all you needed between a grown man and a grown woman who were married and committed to a family was one vote. And since, you know, it's spelled out in the Bible in Ephesians 5, and again, the Bible used to have great influence over American culture and the system we set up. And since in Ephesians 5, you know, starting around verse 22, you know, it's spelled out pretty accurately that, you know, man is the head of the household and women should submit to their husbands. As if they're submitting to the Lord, I believe. Uh, I'm just going off memory here from Ephesians 5. But anyway, that used to be the mentality. And so not everybody was upset. Not very many people. Most people were not upset that a family had one vote and the man cast that vote. And so it, it, it was not. Now, again, their argument is that the Bible is sexist and that Christianity is sexist. They're not telling you that explicitly, but that is their underlying message. And so Media Matters has, because again, most people won't have heard my entire speech. Most people won't have heard this entire three-hour radio show, but Media Matters knows that. And so they want to spin out like, man, Jason Whitlock went on stage and just raged against women voting. And I was really raging against the lies about America's narrative and how the past is being misinterpreted and how a lot of things that we used to do made sense at that time based on the reality of the world and what type of family structure we used to have that used to be very commonplace in America. So, again, that's how the matrix, the Internet works. And and so and I, I want to say this delicately because I don't want it to come off like I'm criticizing uh, anybody that I work with here at iHeart or anybody. I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm, I'm just talking about how the Internet and the matrix works and how. Uh, people in a desire to get clicks, reflecting the truth 
isn't as high a priority in this internet matrix era that we live in. Reflecting what will get the most clicks is most important. And so even when people are on your team and are trying to help you, they're still operating in the world that was set up by people that are promoting confusion and want confusion and want things misinterpreted. And so, and, and I say this, and please, I'm not trying to uh, chastise or criticize uh, anybody that I work with. Uh, I'm so thankful uh, for the opportunity to fill in for Glenn Beck, but I just want people to be mindful because I have to be mindful that I don't give in. And sometimes I do give in to the culture and to the matrix and, and the programming and all the things that have been set up to trip us up. Sometimes I do make uh, the same mistakes that, that I'm saying were made here. But even iHeart, when uh, headlining and describing yesterday's show, uh, the headline for the podcast for yesterday's show, this show here on the Glenn Beck Radio Program was Stop American men, stop apologizing for the past sexist culture. And I saw that on the internet. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, that's, that's not what I said, or th that's not what I was intending to say. I don't think that's an accurate interpretation of what I was saying. Because the last two words, sexist culture, stop apologizing for... Uh, past sexist culture. And really what I was saying is stop apologizing for the past. My, my argument was, no, the past, there wasn't a sexist culture. There was reality that women's roles and men's roles were reflective of the reality of the times that we were living in. And so the outside workforce was dominated by men because the work that needed to be done in the 16, 17, 1800s could basically only be done by men. The only people with the necessary strength and, and physicality and size to do what needed to be done in the outside workforce were men. And so the workforce, the outside workforce, wasn't some reflection of sexism. It was a reflection of reality and, and a reflection of where we were with technology at that time. When you either had to walk or ride horseback everywhere and you, ha and you had to go out and hunt and kill in order to eat, and you had to go out and do all this heavy farming in order to eat, that's why the workforce was so dominated by men. When 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 men were uh, blowing up dynamite to clear out mountains to pave roads, that was so dangerous, so deadly, and so demanding physically. It was done by men, and and, and so I was trying to explain the past and say, no, nah, the past wasn't sexist. It was a reflection of the reality of the time that we were living in. And so I've had the, the headline change, but I say that to say that even the people that are on your side, 
even the people with the best intentions fall prey to the culture that is prevalent and pervasive right now. And we live in a very clickbait, confusing time. And people, it's again, I say very provocative things that aren't commonplace. Everybody's not saying the things that I'm saying. So it's a lot of times it's the first time people hear it. And so they struggle to describe what it is I'm saying. And so it made perfect sense. Hey, Whitlock is saying, you know, men quit apologizing for America's sexist past. When I was actually saying America's past isn't sexist, quit apologizing for it. That's the matrix and the time that we live in. It's a time of mass confusion, mass interpretation, uh, in mass misinterpretation. And just, it, it's this world that they've set up over the internet is the enemy of truth. And, and you have to be very mindful and very careful how you engage with their matrix. And, and that's why I can't wait. In the second hour of the show, I'm going to get into some comments Tucker Carlson made at Turning Point USA yesterday uh, from the big stage. And, and I'm going to connect these dots that I'm laying out here in the first hour. But something else happened uh, to me over the Internet yesterday. I got into it with a former NFL running back, Rashard Mendenhall. And, and this also connects to the confusion and what goes on on the Internet and, and how the Internet is laid out to, to incite, promote division, particularly racial division. And so I'm going to get into that when we return. Richard Mendenhall had some interesting comments about me, and I had some interesting comments about him. Don't go anywhere. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck radio program. Thank you for joining me. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, Rashard Mendenhall, former running back for the University of Illinois, former running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, he tweeted out, what, yesterday morning. Ye yesterday morning. Uh, this is a retired 
former NFL running back, has been out of the league for 10, 15 years. Uh, he, he tweeted out, I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white Pro Bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football. I'm better than your goat. Wow. This tweet has gone everywhere. I think it has 59 million views at this point. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever read on Twitter. And and I can't believe it's coming from an NFL athlete. It is stupid. And so my immediate thought as soon as I saw this tweet was like, oh, there's a profile of black athletes and black people who talk like this, black men who talk like this. And I said, well, <laughs> let me go see if Richard Mendenhall fits the profile. And so I tweeted out. Uh, yesterday morning, as soon as I heard Rashard Mendenhall's ignorant comments, I went to check on his wife. No surprise. These love the fruit, hate the tree. Negroes are always doing way too much to restore their blackness. No one who knows me thinks I have a problem with interracial dating. No one. My problem is with these guilt ridden fake Negroes who make buffoonish comments to mask their love of white meat, find a new gimmick. And then I posted a picture of Rashad Mendenhall's wife. I think her name is Sandra. Sandy. As white as you can be. Fits the profile. I'm going to elaborate on this because Rashad Mendenhall responded. I'll have more on this next. If you want to improve your shooting accuracy, you need a Mantis X. The Mantis X is a high-tech but easy-to-use system used extensively by the military, and it improves your shooting quality and gives you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. It's a must-have for every responsible gun owner. Here's how it works. You put the Mantis X onto your firearm and connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth, and it gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct the technique the mantis x it's like a firearms instructor in your pocket 94 percent of shooters improve within 20 minutes just by using mantis x the best shooters in the world do dry fire practice at home every day and the mantis x is the best way to train at home no driving to the range no spending money on range fees or ammo you're gonna save a ton of money and improve your shooting so start improving today get your mantis x at MantisX.com. that's MantisX.com. Glenn Beck. Avoiding the woke mainstream messaging in favor of truth. More Glenn Beck in a moment. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck radio program. Thank you for joining me. Happy Tuesday to you and yours. 
I want to pick up where I left off. Uh, Rashard Mendenhall, former NFL running back, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, career ended kind of abruptly, got in a little bit of a contract dispute. Uh, he's been out of the league 10, 15 years, but he tweeted out something absolutely ridiculous complaining about white guys talking about football and how he wanted a black and white Pro Bowl. And these comments were so bizarre that I was like, hey, man, this guy's got to fit the profile. Black guy on social media saying outrageously stupid things about race. I was like, he's got to be one of these black guys that's married to a a white woman and has a guilty conscience about it. And keep in mind, I knew nothing about Rashard Mendenhall's dating life other than I saw his comments and said, ah, (laughs) I know who that is. Love the fruit, hate the tree. And so what I'm saying, and, and, and then I did the homework on who his wife is, her name's Sandy, lovely uh, white woman. And, 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 what I'm saying is politically incorrect. It's it's not very courteous, but it's the cold, hard facts and truth. And again, I, I made the comments when I said this over Twitter yesterday. I was crystal clear, and I want to be crystal clear with anybody listening to me. I have zero problem with interracial dating. Any of my friends, family, anybody that knows me knows I have Zero problem with it. None whatsoever. I was just out last night to dinner uh, with my roommate from college who's married to a white woman. Uh, and again, if you anybody look into my dating history, I got zero problem with it. That, that's not my problem, interracial dating. My problem is what it does to many of these black men who choose to go that route and don't can't take the heat or can't live authentically and honestly in that truth about who they love. And so they go these extra steps. Oh, I got to prove how black I am. Let me say something completely racist and disingenuous so that black people would not think that I'm a sellout because I'm married to a white woman. We live in a time, in an era where I feel like I'm forced to talk this way, forced to talk this transparently and this honestly because I have to put the truth in people's faces so that we can deal with the truth and so that people can be shaken up from this sleep that they've been put into by the matrix, by these social media apps that are rigged to create racial division, that are rigged to screw with the mind of someone like Rashard Mendenhall. He gets so much filth thrown at him from these social media apps. Now, he's complaining online that, oh, people have been uh, picking on me because I fumbled in a Super Bowl and Clay Matthews hit me so hard and I cost the Pittsburgh Steelers a fumble, and that's what I'm upset about. No, it's not. What social media has done and what this era of racial division has done is made him on the defensive about 
his wife choice for years. And so he is saying this no different than Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Trying to prove his blackness because he hasn't been dating to he isn't married to a black woman. He wants to be the ultimate black man, even though he's half white, half black, even though he was raised by white people. He wants to be the ultimate black man. And so let me take a knee during the national anthem. Let me grow an afro. Let me put on these Wakanda dress up outfits. Let me pretend to be the uh, light-skinned male Angela Davis. Let me be mute Hamid Ali. That's what I call Colin Kaepernick because he's afraid to talk because there's no substance. He can't back up what he says he believes. So he's mute. Mute Hamid Ali, the non-talking Muhammad Ali. He's gestures and symbols. And this is all boy. He's been dating. I may be married to now. I can't remember. Maybe got a kid with this Nessa, whatever. She's Egyptian. And sure enough, Rashad Mendenhall's uh, white wife, according to him, she's Lebanese. And maybe she is. And, you know, he posted a video yesterday on Twitter responding to me. Uh, calling his wife Arabian. Uh, I want to play the clip. He posted this video responding to me saying that I crossed the line. How dare you post a picture of my wife, even though these pictures that I posted and I only posted one, they're all over the internet. But how dare you, Jason Whitlock, post a picture of my wife? She's Lebanese. Play the clip. Hey, yo, Jason Whitlock. Don't ever post no picture of my wife. Boy, you stupid. You've been here for two minutes. I've been here for 13 fucking years getting abuse over the same fucking place, single fucking fumble. So you can cool out. You don't even know what the fuck this is about. Saw the race war and want to fucking react. 13 years. Wife not even white. She from Arabia. They sending her ass out of here just like they are me. Do your homework for you trying to talk to somebody. You don't even know what the fuck going on, bro. Uh, does anybody know where Arabia is on the map? I looked. D- does Rashad Mendenhall know where Arabia is? Now, he hashtagged she's Lebanese, which makes me think she's from Lebanon. But on his video, she's from Arabia. Is that Saudi Arabia? I don't, I don't know. Is she a Saudi Arabian? I I don't know. He says she's Lebanese. He he don't look. And again, I know these things I'm saying are not politically correct. I know they're not politically correct. <laughs> but it's just truth that we have to deal with in this time because this world, this matrix, this social media matrix that they've built is so intentionally confusing, dishonest, uh, directed towards division, that I have to be this honest. This man can't handle the fact that he's married to a white woman. Black people are giving him so much flack about who he's married to that he's intentionally misdirected my my promise with white men. They keep complaining about me fumbling in the Super Bowl. 
That that's why you put out the tweet saying white men can't talk about football and we need a a, a Pro Bowl blacks versus white. It's because allegedly white men are talking about a fumble in a Super Bowl from 15, 20 years ago. Make it make sense. It does not make sense. What he's really reacting to is black people giving him so much flack about his wife. And this dude comes from some suburban high school. He's never fit the profile of the hood black dude. He's just like Colin Kaepernick. Raised in the suburbs, disconnected from this black, from this negative black stereotype that allegedly defines blackness. He's irate about it and he's lashing out at white men over it. He should be looking at the man in the mirror and man up, get into a Bible, get into the truth, and stand on his beliefs. He found a woman that makes him happy, is, I would assume, a good mother to his kids. Stand on it. Don't apologize for it. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't don't be, oh, she's Lebanese. She's from Arabia. Man up. Stand on it. You made a choice that made you happy. You found a woman that fit you and what you like. Stand on it. Don't be mad at me. Let me talk about I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Because I don't care if your wife was from Africa. She's white. Go look at the picture. Go go look. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is all a misdirection and the type of racial division that is commonplace on social media and keeps us pitted against each other along racial lines rather than examining things through a spiritual lens, a good versus evil lens. Rashad Mendenhall and many, many others have fallen for the okie doke have fallen for the trap that social media and the matrix has laid out for us. Let's pit black versus white so that you can't see good versus evil. Because good versus evil is not color-coded. Sin is not a reflection of skin. It's a soul condition. It's a heart condition. It's a rejection of God condition. Rashad Mendenhall needs to elevate his perspective on life, but he can't because this matrix over the internet that they've built has dumbed us down to the point that no one can elevate. Or when we do elevate, we're still not at a high enough elevation to see the truth. We've been dumbed down. And so when I, and this is intentional. It's like media matters. Their job is to, hey, uh, Jason Whitlock, a Christian, is saying things that we must distort because we don't want the public to hear the truth and we want them to dismiss the truth. 
And so let's intentionally take Jason Whitlock out of context and write a story so that no one can hear or properly interpret whatever truth he might be spewing on that particular day. And then those of us, people that are on my team, we're so immersed in this social media matrix, we unintentionally make the same mistakes in order to chase clicks and because we haven't put the additional thought it takes to put things into proper context. And so we put out a story, hey, Whitlock says, you know, quit apologizing for America's past sexism. It's not what I was saying. And then someone like Richard Mendenhall, someone puts a battery in his back, say something really, really racist and stupid. Create more racial division, even though your life is a life that's based on racial harmony. Say something really divisive so that you can be seen as black, Richard. This whole trap they set up for black people, that that your skin color is your primary identity, not your relationship with God. We've fallen for a trap. I'm going to delve deeper because Tucker Carlson uh, got at these issues yesterday from the big stage at Turning Point USA's America Fest. Don't go anywhere. I got more. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. It's the Christmas and the holiday season time for gift giving, parties with friends and family, and getting compliments everywhere you go, and looking years younger thanks to GenuCell. And from now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is better than ever. 70% off at GenuCell.com. Christmas is only a week away. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See the troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed or your money back. Plus, included in every most popular package is the free hyaluronic acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. Visit GenuCell.com slash Beck and enter the special code Beck right now for an additional 10% off your entire order. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. My mom and my wife love this stuff. You will too. GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck radio program. Thank you for joining me. If you'd like to join my army, the fearless army, uh, I host a program on Blaze TV called Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Uh, You can go to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock and join the Fearless Army, hit subscribe over at YouTube, or go to Apple and subscribe. Everywhere podcasts are played, you can find Fearless with Jason Whitlock. We would love to welcome you into the Fearless Army. We're trying to inspire inspire men to stand up, to stand up and live up to the responsibility spelled out for us in the Bible. 
That is important. That is what why we're losing this culture war is because men aren't standing up. And I need you in the fearless army. When we come back on the other side of this break, I'm going to get into some of Tucker Carlson's comments yesterday here in Phoenix at the Turning Point USA AmeriFest. I thought that Tucker's comments very important and they have a great connection to what I've been talking about in the first hour about the matrix and and who's really controlling what is perceived as the truth. This is a spiritual war. We're in a good versus evil battle. Tucker has been explaining this first over when he was at Fox News. And now since he's gone independent, he's really leaned into it. And I want to expound on that because I think it's very, very important. Um, Some of your phone calls as well. I'm going to invite you into the program in the second hour of the show. 888-727-2325 is a phone number to call. 888-727-2325. I'm Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck. Christmas to you and yours. Uh, We're about to turn the heat up on this conversation and take it to the next level. I'm talking to you about the matrix, the social media matrix, the internet matrix, and I'm going to connect it to some things Tucker Carlson said yesterday from the big stage at the Turning Point USA America Fest here in Phoenix. You guys know I'm a big Tucker Carlson fan. I think that Tucker's growth and understanding of what's going on on a spiritual level is critical for all of us and an example for all of us that we need to follow. Don't go anywhere. This conversation is about to amplify and get hotter. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. For 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. Their entire team have been great supporters of this program, also Mercury One. 
and it's why I'm really proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the exact same coverage you're accustomed to without funding the left and their crazy agenda. The 100% U.S.-based customer service team is going to make switching really super easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for you. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. All right, welcome back. I'm going to play you a few clips, excerpts from Tucker Carlson's speech last night here in Phoenix at America Fest. Uh, I want to first start with this one, the obvious one, where Tucker Carlson explains what threatens us isn't a political movement. It's a spiritual movement. Let's play the clip. So just remember what threatens you is not a political movement, it's a spiritual movement. The plan can only end in true sadness and tears and weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's no happy ending to the story that they are telling. And the third and most important thing is that you can only fight back, in fact, maybe you can only survive, not by changing them, because you can't, but by changing yourself and by becoming more impressive, more honest, and as a result of that, stronger. Mm. That is one of the most profound things uh, that you will hear over the next calendar year. And it, 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 if you listen to the show I had yesterday here, on the Glenn Beck show. And I talked about, we have to get our minds right. And, and it's important what we do to ourselves, how we tune ourselves, how we improve ourselves. We're not going to improve them. We're not going to change them. They know exactly what they're doing. And I'm talking about the secular elites. This is not a political. This isn't liberals versus conservatives. This isn't Republicans versus Democrats. This is good versus evil believers versus, I don't even want to say non-believers because Satanists believe in God. And so it's, Believers versus Satanists. They're committed to their path. Are we committed to our path? That's the question. And if we're committed to our path, we're committed to improving ourselves. Each individual, whoever can hear my voice, quit thinking about them. Think about yourself. How can you become a better person? How can you become a brighter light? How can you become a better image bearer? 
That's how we win. Each man, each woman focusing on improving themselves. And I'm going to delve and connect this to the social media and the Internet and all that here in a second. But I I just want to take a second, and and this will sound uh, narcissistic and like I'm patting myself on the back. But, but but I'm not. I'm just explaining the truth about what I see and, and what I see blossoming. I wouldn't even say, but it's in full bloom in Tucker Carlson. Many of you know that <clears throat> I was a regular on Tucker Carlson's Fox News television program. And I was probably a regular for five or six years. But over the last three or four years when I would come on Tucker Carlson's show, I basically came on and it it was an unstated thing between Tucker and myself was that Tucker was going to bring up some topic and I was going to relate it to God. And, and sometimes I came on and cracked some jokes, but most times when I came on Tucker Carlson show and it seemed like I'd come on once every 10 to 12 days, Tucker would lob me a softball. This is all unstated. This isn't something he and I agreed upon or had some conversation behind the scenes. It did not have. He just knew what I was going to do, and I knew what he was going to do. He was going to lob me a softball, and then he was going to get out of the way and say, unstated, but say, Jason, go ahead and bring God into this. Explain this from a biblical perspective point of view. And that's what I would do because Tucker knew over the last four years that he was inside the belly of the beast, that he was working in corporate media, a place that is completely hostile to Christian values. And and the last, Starting around 2013, 2014, when I was at ESPN, and then even when I was at at Fox Sports, I knew I was working in a corporate media environment that was hostile to my Christian values. And and, and I knew, like, well, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And if I want to talk about Jesus and I want to talk about God, because athletes, and this is a time when I was talking about sports primarily, athletes always credit God. Uh, Religion is a big part of sports. The YMCA, Young Men's Christian Association, that's what YMCA stands for. They basically established organized sports in America more than 100 years ago. Sports have always been directly connected to Christian faith. And so I would talk about that when it was appropriate. I knew that it made me less popular and it made uh, the people running the network uncomfortable. Hey, leave God out of it. Don't talk about it. You know, athletes say that on the field and we ignore it and move on to the next question. Don't, Don't linger there, Jason. I like to linger. And so I would come on Tucker's show and I would be talking about political things and, and Tucker's working for Rupert Murdoch and Fox news. And, and they're very uncomfortable with 
a biblical interpretation of the world. And so Tucker basically, and again, I'm not saying this was explicit. People, the viewers of his show enjoyed me on the show. Uh, but he was trolling his bosses by having me on the show. And, and by allowing me to go on these long rants that would end with me quoting some scripture or, you know, basically like, hey, man, what the left is doing, this is satanic. And so I watched Tucker in real time come into an understanding about what's really going on here in America and understanding this cultural war on a spiritual level. I was a witness to it, and I played a small role in helping Tucker come to this understanding. And look, there have been people that have helped me come uh, to my understanding. But but when you try to figure out, like, hey, man, what's going on? Why are they so obsessed with grooming kids? The explanation can only be, Satan. There is no other. That's not a political agenda. That's a satanic agenda. When you start talking about uh, teachers, talking about their sexuality and their dating experiences with second and third and fourth graders who are not their own kids, that's not a political agenda. That's a spiritual, a satanic spiritual agenda. Let's infect, let's poison the minds of young people when they're very impressionable. When they're very confused, when they're trying to figure out their own identity, let's let teachers who have all their own sexual hangups and gender hangups and mental issues, rather than having them teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, let's have them plaster uh, their school classrooms with pride flags and lead discussions about your gender. And We won't tell your parents that we've changed your pronouns and, and that we've given you dresses to wear while you're at school and you can live in your female identity or your male identity here away from your parents. That's a satanic agenda. And so this battle is spiritual and and I'm going to further elaborate and explain because what is a spiritual battle? And and what does God and Jesus Christ what do they really represent? Truth. That's what God is. That's what the Bible is. It's foundational truth that you can base your life on. And so this whole internet thing is about uprooting and redefining truth. And who is the ultimate authority over truth? Is it God? Is it the words breathed into the Bible? Or is it the internet? Is it the algorithms built in Silicon Valley? Is is the truth, Meta, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, 
Is it Instagram? Is it Google? Is it Twitter? (laughs) Or is it God? And so they're uprooting truth. That's the spiritual battle. And once you've uprooted truth and handed it over to man, you've invited chaos and destruction and immorality and and the perversion of your children into the world. This battle we're in is so deep, and this understanding of the matrix and its control of truth is so fundamental to understanding what's going on in the world today. And Tucker Carlson is hammering this. And I've been hammering it from the tech side, from the internet side, from the social media side. I've been trying to explain for a decade now that when the media quit catering to New York and started catering to San Francisco, oh, wow, it went from catering to New York liberals to catering to Northern California Satanists. That's where we're at. I'm going to play some additional clips from Tucker Carlson, expound on this a bit more. Don't go anywhere. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck radio program. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies and right now through a match your gift is doubled to donate dial pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn all right welcome back I want to play this additional Tucker Carlson clip uh, where he talks about Western civilization. And so what why are they doing the- that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's play the clip. Yes. Because they don't consider you human. That's why. It's that simple. You would never treat a fellow human being the way they are treating you. And the last thing I'll say, which I've been thinking about a lot, and this is kind of inchoate, so pardon me if I don't explain it correctly, but I do think we're looking at a very different worldview from the one that we assumed we were looking at. This is not a Western worldview. The goal is to overthrow Western civilization. What is Western civilization? Anyone Wikipedia that recently? It's Christian civilization. That's what it is. And by the way, if I can just say, as a nod to my fairly ecumenical beliefs. You don't have to be a Christian to live in that civilization, to love it, to uphold it, to benefit from it. 
But we should not lie about where the civilization comes from because it's based on the precepts of a very specific religion. That's called Christianity. And it's very different from the Eastern view. And that's not an indictment of people who live in the East, many of whom I love, the East of the globe, I mean, at all. And a lot of them want to live in a Western civilization. So again, I'm not kind of attacking anybody, I'm just noting that the Western worldview, the Christian worldview, upon which Europe and the United States and the Anglosphere, meaning Canada, above us, and New Zealand and Australia, were founded on these ideas. What are those ideas? Well, the core idea is that the individual matters. The individual has a soul. And that's one of the reasons that in Western wars, even in the First and Second World Wars, which were atrocities, and killed more people than anywhere ever, the amount of intentional war crimes is actually, on most sides, certainly on the American side, pretty low for a war. And the way that those civilizations were organized was always around the individual. Maybe you had a king and he was in charge, but it didn't mean he could treat you as a subhuman. He had every reason to do that. So what I love about this point and how it connects to yesterday's show and the conversation I was having yesterday about why men need to quit apologizing. And I didn't go here yesterday, but I'll go here today. They have us apologizing for Christianity. They have us apologizing for this country being founded upon Christian and biblical principles. Their control of corporate media and social media and the Internet has us on the defensive about Jesus Christ and about this nation, and about our founding documents, and about a culture, a Christian culture, that made this country the envy of the world. We're now on the defensive and apologizing about that. We can no longer afford to apologize. And again, they just keep coming up with, oh, Christian nationalism. Oh, it's so dangerous. You must disavow Christian nationalism. And that's just all coded word for you must disavow Christianity. And your view that Christianity was a fundamental founding principle of this country and what made this country great. You must disavow that. This is an assault on biblical truth. And they're using the internet to make you believe that man establishes truth. That algorithms built by man establish truth. We have to reject that. And I'll tell you why when we come back. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience, 
I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about rough greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for them. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried rough greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Glenn Beck. Avoiding the woke mainstream messaging in favor of truth. More Glenn Beck in a moment. Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio program. Uh, please check me out at Fearless with Jason Whitlock uh, on Blaze TV and at YouTube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Become a member of the Fearless Army. We need you. YouTube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Or you can find our podcast on Apple or anywhere uh, podcast or play. Would love for you to subscribe. Uh, to subscribe. Over Apple, uh, I want to go back to these fundamental truth and who's in control of fundamental truth. And and so we have a society and Western civilization that Tucker Carlson was just talking about yesterday from the big stage at uh, Amerifest. And so he's talking about Western civilization being basically founded on Christian principles, on a biblical worldview. And so our fundamental understanding of truth and life for years, hundreds, thousands of years came from the Bible. And now man is trying to displace the Bible and man wants to become the fundamental arbiter of truth. And man is doing that, man and woman, is doing that through the internet matrix, through Google, through social media apps, through Wikipedia. Man is in control of truth, not God, in this secular society. This is very dangerous and very problematic. And this is why Tucker is saying this isn't a political movement. This is a spiritual movement. We're wrestling with who is the arbiter, who is the authority over truth. Is it Genesis? God created man and woman? Or is it the matrix that says there's a spectrum, 32 different gender identities? Is gender now a spectrum? Or do we go with God's reality and God's truth that he created man and he created woman? 
See, now that man is in control, now that the Internet is the arbiter of truth, we have nothing but confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Man is. Satan is. When we elect ourselves as the arbiter of truth, we're really calling ourselves God. And so I, I, I gave you some earlier examples about what has gone on with me just over the past 24 hours. I want to give you another example of what's going on with me and, and just personalizing all of this, just trying to give you, not to make myself the focus of attention, but trying to give you a fundamental understanding of how the truth is being manipulated. I'm under attack right now via Wikipedia. Wikipedia is, is now becoming the Bible for man. The recorder of history. Now, Wikipedia is controlled, I believe, by the CIA or the FBI or, you know, one of these man-made organizations. And I'm under attack right now. There are things being added to my Wikipedia page that I profoundly disagree with, aren't reflective of me and my career, certainly are, are things that are being added to discredit me, define me as uh, a conspiracy theorist, a crazy person, someone in particular, their message is that they're trying to lace my Wikipedia page with things that, that are directed towards make sure black people aren't listening to Jason Whitlock because black people here in America have been made the lab rats for the Satanist movement. The left, the secular left, the secular elites have made black Americans the lab rats for the matriarchy and their disruption of Western civilization and Christian culture. And they don't want someone like me, my voice being heard and black people, because my voice for 10 years, like black people wake up. You're being taken down a trap. You're being used. You're, you're being manipulated as useful idiots. You're, you've been made puppets. You're, you're, you're you're being exploited. Wake up. And so they don't want me to be heard. And so they're putting things into my Wikipedia page that will make the average black, oh boy, dismiss anything he says. And so one of the, here's what's being added of late. Things that really don't define my career and are unworthy of being listed on Wikipedia, but they're intentional. The first example I'm going to give you is I'm against it, but I don't, I can't deem it completely unfair because I think it is accurate, but it's just been added. It's like a little note that ah, it's just there to scare off black people. Whitlock has been critical of Black Lives Matter, comparing it to the KKK. He has also referred to it as Marxist and a dangerous organization. I can complain about that, but that is, that is fair. That's a reflection of, what I've been doing for the past seven, eight years. And it probably does to some degree define a part of my career, but there are other things I would certainly list on my Wikipedia page before I would do that. 
And here in the last month, someone went in and added, or these people, the controller, went in and added. In 2023, Whitlock released a two-hour video questioning if Michelle Obama was transgender. That's not what I did. That's not, and this was probably five, six months ago. I did a show on Fearless talking about Barack Obama's legacy as it relates to the alphabet mafia, the LGBTQIA plus mafia. I, I've quite, you know, he's known as the first gay president. And I think the title of that show, and you should go listen to it, it's two hours. It's called An Abomination. And a small part of it did raise up the questions or explore the accusations that Michelle Obama is transgender. I don't personally believe that, but we certainly talked about it. But the overall thrust of the show was like Barack Obama's real legacy is he's the first gay president and that he did more for the alphabet mafia and the LGBTQ. And the show came out after the, the author of that book released the quotes or the letter Barack Obama wrote to the woman, uh, that his girlfriend, I think from his college days where he talked about all his dreams of having gay sex with men. That's what triggered and initiated that show. It was about Barack Obama. I believe this has been added because they plan to run Michelle Obama for president in 24. And so they, 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 they black voters don't listen to Whitlock. That Yas queen, Michelle Obama, he questioned whether she was transgender and did a two hour video on it. I did not do that. It came up. But the show was about Barack Obama, the letter that he wrote about all these dreams of having gay sex and what his true legacy was. And then it went into questions about who's the parents of his kids and all of that. But it wasn't about Michelle Obama. This is a lie. I've deleted this several times from my Wikipedia. They keep putting it back up and someone wrote a note saying, hey, why are you deleting this and blah, blah. And then yesterday, just yes, in the past 24 hours, they just added a new uh, thing to my Wikipedia page. Whitlock has also expressed a dislike of the 19th Amendment and said that granting suffrage to women destroyed the principle of one vote per household, which he associates with a time when American culture was more strongly valued the family unit. Slightly accurate, but not really. And it's all part of a pattern of them try, don't listen to Whitlock. He's a sexist pig. He doesn't want women to vote. He's against Michelle Obama. He can't stand Black Lives Matter. Black people. I know Joe Biden is hemorrhaging voters. I know that black people are starting to wake up and, and, and they kind of halfway like Donald Trump. Don't listen to Whitlock. He's a sexist pig. 
and he thinks Michelle Obama was born a boy. Stay away from Whitlock. This is them controlling the truth, being the arbiters of truth. This is Wikipedia becoming the Bible. And, and so that's relating it to me. But I, I just, just want to show you how they control the truth. We, we've gone through this 10-year period of Black Lives Matter and, oh, the police are just killing unarmed black men everywhere you turn. And Ben Crump is out here mumbling and stumbling and collecting paychecks all over America as black men are killed unarmed. They're helping old ladies cross the street and they're getting shot down as they help old ladies cross the street. The police are just randomly killing everybody. This is all over social media. And everybody's reacting and like, this is the truth. And someone like me sits out here and says, well, hold on, man. My father owned a bar in the inner city of Indianapolis for perhaps the entirety of my life. And his bars, Jimmy's J Bar J, the Triangle Club, and finally the Masterpiece Lounge, were my favorite places on the planet. And I used to sit at the Masterpiece Lounge and take all of my friends, everybody down to the Masterpiece Lounge. And there was never a moment at the Masterpiece Lounge, leaving the Masterpiece Lounge late at night, early in the morning, whenever, that I was like, oh my God, I hope the police don't come and shoot me. What we did worry about, man, I hope Pookie and them don't come over here. I hope the vice lords or the gangster disciples or somebody don't come over here starting some mess and we get shot while hanging out at the Masterpiece Lounge or in that neighborhood or in that community. That's the reality. But because social media and the Internet and Google created the false truth. That, oh, God, did you see what happened to George Floyd? He was trying to help a woman cross the street and Derek Chauvin threw him to the ground and strangled him to death. Oh yeah. He took some fentanyl and enough to kill three horses, but that doesn't matter. Derek Chauvin, 160 pounds, threw him to the ground and strangled him to death. All these lies that are promoted over social media, the algorithms are the arbiters of truth, not facts, not logic, not reality. This, any, they're naming men women of the year. Men are being named women of the year. They control the truth. I'm going to give you a small... This audience won't be offended by this, but there's <laughs> when I give this example, but Deion Sanders was named sports person of the year by Sports Illustrated. The man led a football team to last place in the Pac-12 conference, and they called him sports person of the year. They're in control of the truth. They can make it whatever they want. If they want to say birthing people instead of women, 
They can do that because they now control the truth. The fight over who is the arbiter of truth is a battle of good versus evil. If there is no truth, how can people behave properly? The devil is the author of confusion, and they're confusing us with this matrix they built over the Internet, over social media. I got to wrap. I'll be back. I've got more to say. Stay tuned. Glenn Beck. MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why MyPillow now has My Towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now MyPillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. I get a little carried away and I forget about you and that I want to invite you into the conversation and I just start ranting and raving. But I promise you in the next hour, I'm bringing you into the conversation. Give me a call right now. 888-727-2325. Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck. I'm going to do a little less ranting and a little more listening in the next hour. Glenn Back Program. conversation over the first two hours i hope you enjoyed it i hope you've been listening uh we're in a battle over the truth and who's going to be the arbiter of truth will it be god will it be the bible or will it be man and his algorithms that he's built over social media and the internet i want to hear from you 
888-727-2325 is the number to call. 888-727-2325. I welcome you into the program as uh, we wrap up a final hour of today's show. I'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Come check me out at youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Join the fearless army. Your phone calls next. Ever since he tried the rough greens for the first time, my dog Uno has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some from themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for them. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. All right, welcome back to the show. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Carrie, Carrie in Florida. Be quick, but don't hurry. Hi, Jason. I want to thank you for taking my call. First off, I just want to say you're not ranting or raving, Jason. You are speaking and preaching the truth, and God bless you for it. I want you to know that you have been talking my heart, you've been speaking my heart and my mind so accurately, it's almost scary. But I have to say that the truth is God Almighty and our good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I look at this world and it frightens me because I was born in the mid to late 50s. And I remember I went to public school and in this classroom, there was an American flag, a picture of the president, and the Ten Commandments. And that was a public school in New York City. And I really truthfully believe when God was taken out of the major institutions of this country that we started on this downward spiral. And unfortunately, with the current administration in Washington, we are headed headlong into a terrible, terrible future, a dark future, Jason. And it does frighten me. And it takes men like you to stand up for the principles of God and the truth and humanity to speak it and to bring it into the light. Carrie, I want to thank you for the phone call. Great job. Cecilia, Cecilia in Florida, be quick. But don't hurt. Hi, I completely agree with what the gentleman just said. Um, we definitely should be living by Bible standards. Uh, all of these false truths that have been coming out, like you said, shouldn't be what we go by. And in the end, the people that do go by these false truths are going gonna, gonna to cost their lives, unfortunately. Cecilia, thank you for the phone call. Awesome job. Uh, K. 
Kathy, Kathy in North Carolina, be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, Jason, I just want to reiterate what both of those people have said. I'm so thankful for a godly man like you who will speak the truth and bring up Satan and the fact that we are in a spiritual battle. The actual pastors at churches won't even talk about Satan. And a battle is a battle. There is no neutral ground. And if people think, oh, well, you know, I could just sit on the sidelines. I'm a good person. That's all that matters. Well, they're going to find out when the good Lord comes down. It's going to be him saying, I never knew you. And I just thank you so much for speaking the truth when even our own ministers won't do it sometimes. It's very sad. And Kathy, you make an excellent point that the people in the pulpit have failed us, that they should be speaking these very uncomfortable truths. And look, obviously it is about when Jesus returns and being ready uh, for that. But also it's about what world are we leaving to these young people and these kids? And I think of my childhood and the world that I was born into and the hope and the uh, positive energy that, that I was born into that, again, were things perfect? No, but I was born into an America and, and parents that told me if I worked hard enough and did the right things, I could accomplish anything here in America. And, and, and that proved to be true. Uh, I've gotten out of America exactly what I've put in, I've put into it. And we're, I just don't think we're leaving that same kind of world to this next generation of kids. And, you know, those of us as men and women, those of us as elders, we have to stand up and bow our backs and stand on truth to make sure we're leaving something better for this next generation the way previous generations left something better for us. Kathy, thank you for the phone call. Uh, Tony in Georgia, Tony in Georgia, uh, be quick, but don't hurry. Appreciate you taking my call, Jason. Great sit-in. I'm an African-American. I'm sure you very well know by now by my voice, but I'm telling you, you are so spot on. I got to play the whole interview back because I caught the tail end of you, and I've always loved uh, your your input on uh, the political uh, landscape. And I've seen you on with Brian Kilmeade and whatever. And I said, I'd love to catch you one day and, and, and maybe to get in on the conversation. Because like I said, everything that you have been, what I call anyway, has just been spot on, especially when it comes to the spiritual warfare. And, uh, and, and we don't speak enough about really what the real deal really is, especially a lot of these politicians, and keeping it deep and real instead of uh, uh, some that Al Sharpton would say, keeping it real, and he don't. You know, and like I said, you are definitely keeping it real. And like I said, including what all the other previous callers just were saying, I am in one lockstep with you. I've been listening to Rush back in the day, and including when Reagan said we were one generation away from uh, losing our liberty. My ears perked up, and I started following Rush Limbaugh and all of it. I'm telling you, and uh, I'm a political junkie, and I tell you, I love your show. I'm, I'm loving it that you've been sitting here for Glenn Beck. Keep the good work. I mean, keep the good work up, and God bless you. Thank you, Tony. God bless you as well, Mike in Oklahoma. Welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you, Jason. I just make a couple of points really quickly. 
One is you uh, talk about homosexuality. I do, too. I'm one of those ministers that does preach the truth. And uh, the the point I want to make about this is that when we point out that homosexuality is a perversion, it, we are charged with, um, with, with hating homosexuals. I want to make this point because it's not made enough. To say, to, to point out that this is a perversion and clearly not how God created sexuality to work is simply to love homosexuals by telling them the truth, what you, what, what you were saying. They need the truth. That's not to hate them. It is to love them. I love them, and I want them to know that this is harmful to them. Um, that point Mike, isn't I, I made enough. Let me, let me interject here, and I'll let you finish. But I don't see it as any different than someone saying, Jason, your gluttony is unhealthy, and it's a sin against God. You need to cut it out. That's not someone that hates me. That's someone that wants to correct me and wants me to be healthier and live in obedience to God. And so, I, I, you know, it's like we've gone into this deal where you can't fat shame people. And you're talking to a fat person, Mike. And yes, we can be shamed and we should be ashamed of being fat and being gluttonous. And so I, I just don't see it any different than that. You know, you're living a lifestyle that's unhealthy, unwise. It's disobedient to God. I'm pointing that out to you because I actually care about you. Yes, exactly. Now, I, I know you said be quick, so let me just say one last thing. Uh, I, I'll echo what others have said. I appreciate you so much. And the reason I appreciate you so much is that um, we hear about conservatives, but conservatives so often uh, talk about what we need to do, what's the problem. And they offer a technical solution. It's this policy or that policy. You emphasize what needs to be emphasized, and that is our problems aren't technical. They're spiritual. We need to turn back to God. If we don't do that, no technical solution will ever meet our needs or get us back on track. We need to return to God, submit to him and to his word. Mike, we got spiritual problems, not political problems. Thank you so much. Jenny, Jenny in Massachusetts, uh, be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you for taking my call. First of all, the most, one of the most important points is Satan is real, and there is a battle, but God is good, and God is with us. And many of us think we're insignificant. We are not insignificant. God is with us at all times. And you know what? Satan's hard at work. He's capturing the souls of some people, and, and it's not that difficult for some with jealousy, greed, hate, it is a pathway to Satan. And unless we recognize God truly is with us and he's on our side and I've seen his miracles, he is real and he loves us. And we have to stay on the good side. We have to speak up more and more. So other people, when I speak up, other people are comfortable now saying, I believe in God. So that's our job. Talk about God. God is real and we are not insignificant. Thank you, Jenny. Great job. Cheryl, Cheryl in Ohio, be quick, but don't hurry. This is the first time I've heard you. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, because the truth always offends a lie. We are in spiritual warfare 101. This nation needs to go back to God. 
And um, I, I want to say, I come from a Jewish family. I've known Jesus Christ in my heart. I have him in my heart there you go. for 42 years now. There you go. God is real. He answers prayers, not in our time, but his time. And we are living in very nefarious times as such as these. I never thought I would ever see anything like the likes of what is going on right now in this country. This country needs to go back to God. We are turning into Sodom and Gomorrah if we're are not already there. And Satan Cheryl, is I got to keep it moving. Well. But I pre- great phone call. I appreciate it. I want to squeeze in one more before we go to commercial break. Uh, Rick in Iowa. Rick in Iowa. Be quick, but don't hurry. Indiana. A few points. Oh, Indiana. My bad. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, people that even if they think they're atheist, they're better off living with the code set forth by Jesus and the example of the Holy Family, even if there is no life after death. I'm saying there is, but even if there isn't, they're better off with that code. And also on your relation uh, with your wife, with women that you were talking about the other day, I think if men listen to their wife, I mean, my wife's graduated cum laude. She's smart. She's very smart, but I'm the head of the family. But you'd be stupid not to listen to the wise counsel of your wife. And that's always there. They're, they, you are a team. You are a partnership, but the man is the leader. And if you listen to your wife, you'll see your marriage just turn into beautiful joy as the years unfold, if you both communicate like that. And my third point is, I wrote a song called Yellow Canoe. It's about old school love. And it's hard to get it promoted because it doesn't really belong anywhere. I hope everyone will listen to it. hope you listen to it and just see if you like it. Maybe you'll say something about it. Thank you, Rick. Great job. And I certainly believe in listening to your spouse. You should. Uh, We'll take a short break and we'll come back. Chad, Dennis, Steve, Brian, Helen, hold tight. We'll hear from you next. Your home is so much more than the place you live. It's an investment tool as well. And you can put that tool to use and access the equity that you have as cash to pay off those high interest credit cards. Did you know the average credit card rate now is hovering around 25%? Some people are paying in 30 plus every single month. I mean, it's insane. If you're not paying that debt off in full every month, those fees are adding up and you just can't let that happen, which is why you need to look at your spending, your financing, your debt. Better yet, let American Financing do that for you. This is a family-owned mortgage lender. They're not a bank. You're important to them. There's no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. If you call them today, you might be able to close in as fast as 10 days and even delay two mortgage payments. They're saving homeowners just like you an average of 826 bucks a month. That could be life-changing. So call today, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Helen, Helen in South Carolina, welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you. Um, I noticed there are many Christians calling into your show today. 
Um, however, there are many um, conservatives of other faiths. I had a question, and I genuinely want to just get off the line and listen to your answer. And that is, if Vivek Ramaswamy were to win the nomination, would he be receiving the full support of um, the people, uh, for example, the people who've been calling into your show today? Um, I, I can't I, speak I'm, for the people calling in the show. I can only speak for myself, Helen. I like Vivek. I, I'm not sure if I want him to be president, but I want him to be a part of President Trump's team is where I'm at right now. But I like Vivek a lot. I like the things he's been saying. And, and you know, I know he's Hindu. I know that uh, we have different beliefs on God and, and whatnot. But, look, I think he would be an improvement over Joe Biden. And Joe Biden calls himself a Catholic, but he's pro-abortion. He's pro-transgenderism. He's pro the alphabet mafia. And so, you know, we could do worse, a lot worse than Vivek. But I'm a big uh, Vivek fan, to be quite honest with you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I just want to shine a light on something some people may not have considered. There are people of other faiths who believe just as ardently and are ex as extremely dedicated to their faith as uh, the Christians calling into your show are to theirs. And um, this is, uh, if you're going to be an American, because um, I, I saw somebody on YouTube ranting that there shouldn't be a Hindu in the presidential um, uh, office, you know, in the, in the White House. And, you know, that's not what America's about. People came here because it was a free place to practice religion. That's one of the main reasons people came here. The Huguenots, the Jews, the Sephardic Jews came, and then later um, the, um, the, the other, you know, all, all the different Jews came. People came here, um, Anabaptists came here, because they, they didn't have a place in Europe. And they all came here. So, uh, Hello, let me, let me know, end on this note as it relates to you, and, and we may have to go to break after this, guys. I, I apologize. But, Helen, I want to explain it this way. Take someone like Bill Maher, who seems to be a pretty committed atheist. I think he is realizing in real time that Christian culture is superior to secular culture. He had more freedom of speech when we were a more Christian culture than we are now a secular culture. And so I think someone else that called in earlier mentioned like, hey, there's benefits to Christian culture that extend to people who are non-believers. And that's the facts and the reality that I think we have to come to grips with. Even those of you that are non-believers, and I just had this conversation uh, with Adam Carolla on the Adam Carolla show a couple of weeks or two ago. He was in Nashville. I sat down with him. I've got a lot of respect for uh, Adam. Adam is a non-believer, but he's also someone that's like, whoa, Christian culture works. And he said on his own show, man, would I, I'd much rather live next door to a Christian than an atheist. And so I think that's the realization that a lot of people are finally coming to is that even if I'm a non-believer, the values in Christianity that had defined and shaped American culture, they actually worked for all of us 
even non-believers and people of non-Christian faith. Don't go anywhere. I'll take more of your phone calls when we come back. My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Land back. Miss a show? Listen anytime, anywhere podcasts are found. Stick around. More after the break. All right, welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, Before I get back to your phone calls, I have one final point I want to make before I turn it back over to you all. In this battle over who governs truth, who defines truth, who's the arbiter of truth, and the argument I've been making today is that the social media matrix that Google and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. These are the new arbiters of truth. They have superseded God. The truth has been turned over to the algorithms. Man created algorithms that can redefine truth. And I want to give you one more example of that. And and so and how they've turned truth upside down and reality upside down. And so I start. I told you all in the first hour about Rashard Mendenhall and all the effort that he's gone into to defining his blackness and uh, elevating and confirming and getting his black credibility up. And 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 people like myself, there's an argument over social media that people have bought into. Like, oh my God, Jason. You're critical of George Floyd, and you don't buy the narrative that Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd. And therefore, you hate yourself. That's the argument, that loving George Floyd 
is a way of loving Jason Whitlock. That's how Jason Whitlock shows love for Jason Whitlock by loving George Floyd. Where is this explained anywhere in the Bible? The the ultimate sign of love for yourself used to be obedience to God. Used to be in loving Jesus Christ, accepting him as your personal uh, uh, savior, in glorifying him. That's how you loved yourself. That's how a man demonstrated love for himself, by being obedient to God. Now, in this social media-controlled world where they have defined truth, as a black person, I have to love George Floyd in order to prove to people that I love myself. That's insanity. And that if I criticize Deion Sanders for his outrageous, buffoonish, narcissistic, hey-look-at-me behavior, well, Jason, you don't love yourself. You're critical of Deion Sanders and his behavior. This is a dangerous redefining of truth. And no other group, and this is why I call black people, American black people, the lab rats of this satanic agenda that the global secular elites have cooked up. American blacks are the lab rats. We're on the front line for this new world order and this new reality and this new way of thinking. We are the lab rats who are being injected with the cancer of racial idolatry. Our entire identity, instead of seeking our identity in Christ, we're seeking it in skin color, and then we're required. George Floyd was a criminal drug abuser, and we're required to love him in order to love ourselves. And so people ignore all the facts about George Floyd, his criminal lifestyle, his drug use, him basically overdosing on drugs, him resisting arrest for all this time. But in order to love myself, I must love George Floyd, and I must believe that Derek Chauvin at 160 pounds choked this man out in the streets of Minneapolis. I saw it on video. Now, that same person, while lying to himself, I never have George Floyd in my house. If I saw George Floyd walking down the street, zombied out on fentanyl, I'd step across the street. But let me do this cosplay all over social media, at work, and every place else. Oh, I love George Floyd because I love myself. They have built a dangerous web of lies that talk you into some foolishness that will lead to your own self-destruction. Social media, the matrix they've built, is the devil's playpen. It's the devil's Bible. Steve in Michigan, Steve in Michigan, uh, welcome to the program. Be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, sir. Uh, 
just to back up your point you just made, um, you know, in Revelations, they, they talk about the ten-headed beast with the ten crowns. And in a uh, fictional book taken, those crowns represented people in power. I think the ten crowns are actually social media. Because, like you say, to uh, Generation X and, and Y and Z and everybody else, that's where they get most of their information from. And it would be Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Amazon, Wikipedia, and then the scariest one of all is AI, where they can make anyone say anything and make it seem real. And that's scary. It's very scary, Steve. Thank you for the phone call. Great job. Uh, Dennis, Dennis in Massachusetts. Welcome to the program. Be quick, but don't hurry. Mr. Wicklop, Merry Christmas. I think we make a big mistake getting into the box that they set for us and then arguing about gender. It's 100% opinion. It can't be quantified like um, sex is, which in biology, that's all we have, male and female. And the only way to determine this so-called gender is to ask the person. So it's all their opinion. Totally agree. It's all based, it's a world based on feelings. And this is again part of this matriarchal world that, that and thank you Dennis for the phone call, but a part of this world that we're building based on feelings. And and it, it's again it's about the abandonment of the patriarchy. And a world based on logic and facts. Men and women are wired differently. Women lean more into feelings and emotions than men. Men want to be respected. Women want to be loved. Love is fluid. Respect is a little bit fluid, but not nearly as much as love. And and so men want to be respected. And women want to be loved. And women want their feelings respected. Men want facts to be respected. And again, I'm, I'm, this isn't all men and all women. I don't want anybody to get offended. But when you talk about uncovered women, and I'm talking about unmarried women, it's all emotion. Woman not covered by a man in marriage. She got some crazy thoughts and some crazy feelings that she wants respected. And that's how we've gotten here with the 32 different genders. Oh, I feel this way. So treat me. I feel like a dog today. Give me a dog bone. Give me a treat. I mean, anything anybody feels, we got to respect it. If a five-year-old feels, five-year-old boy feels like a little girl, let's treat him like a little girl. It's not the way the world works. There's a lot of things I felt. I went through much of my late 20s feeling like Halle Berry should marry me. Thankfully for her, she was not required to respect my feelings. It's uh, Brian, uh, Brian in Florida. Uh, 
Welcome to the show. Be quick. Be very quick, but don't hurry. Thanks, Jason. Good to be with you. Um, I just wanted to point out that this uh, debate um, about the decoupling of Christianity from America uh, actually goes all the way back to its founding. Um, if you don't remember Paine that wrote uh, Common Sense, he became an atheist, and he tried to argue, well, you don't need to uh, you know, have Christianity to know that murder is wrong. And it was uh, Ben Franklin wrote him and, and said, well, the only reason that you have that opinion is because you were raised in Christian culture and Western civilization. Um, so, you know, it's... it's I, I, listen, you're 1,000% right, Brian. I'm going to give you the real-life example, and thank you for the phone call. I got to run, but I'm going to give you the real-life examples and to how we've moved into this secular worldview and this secular culture. And that's why half of America runs out into the streets and goes into convulsions because, oh, my God, you can't murder babies on command. We just can't walk into a store and get an abortion whenever we feel like it. And again, that's the secular worldview that life is insignificant and it's in control of a woman, her body, her choice. And so she's been detached from God and doesn't understand the sin of murder and ignorant men simping for these leftist secular women have gone along with, yeah, go ahead and slaughter my seed. No problem. Your body, your choice, your stupidity. I'll sign off on it. Miss me with all of that. Uh, we'll wrap up the show and take, try to squeeze in a couple more of your phone calls next. Glenn Beck. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies and right now through a match your gift is doubled to donate dial pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn jason whitlock sitting in for glenn beck join the fearless army at youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. David, David in North Carolina. Welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to hear your voice and uh, speak to you. Uh, I've been an evangelical Christian for a little over 40 years. A couple we know was passing through two months ago, and I said, somebody, with all we see that's happening in the world today, somebody should, should write an updated C.S. Lewis screw tape letters. And the lady said, they have. 
I said, what? She said, yeah, it's this movie called Nefarious. And uh, I watched it. I watched it twice. It was on Amazon Prime for you get the rent for like $6.95. But uh, oh my gosh, most. Uh, so I watched the movie. Have you ever seen it? Nefarious? Of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, honestly, it would go over most evangelicals' head. But it, it just um, was so deep and so true. Because as an evangelical Christian, we have been force-fed that the, to minimize Satan, like you said earlier in your show, and to just bypass all this stuff. And it's just how how Satan, how Satan uh, nefariously in, infiltrates our lives if we give him permission for his little demons to infiltrate our lives. And uh, and then, of course, I was surprised to see Glenn, Glenn Beck at the end of it, but the, the movie was right on. I highly recommend it to everybody. Look deeply into it when you watch it, because it is, it is happening. Thank you, David. That's Steve Dace's movie, Nefarious. It's great. I did a review of it uh, uh, when it first came out. Josie, Josie in New York, be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you, Jason. I have two points to make. On marriage, the husband and the wife, God first in their lives, the husband next, the children, and the wife last, until the children can care for themselves. And the other that I wanted to say was God's wake-up call. Turn to God. God is the way. God is the answer. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Josie. Uh, Kelly in Texas, you got to be really quick without hurrying. Yes, sir. The Bible is an intelligence report as much as it is anything else. For the first time in 2,000 years, we are watching the Bible happen right in front of us. And when asked, what do we look for when these things come to fruition of which you speak? Jesus said, you know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be nations rising against nations. The root word of that is ethnicities. We are being driven to hatred and perilous times are happening. However, the Apostle Paul said we are to comfort each other with these words. And the words were, look up because I'm, I'm coming and you, you will know this. And if you're not a Christian, that's okay. The Bible will make you a better reader anyway. It's alluded to all the time. Look up the book of John. Just read it. Just figure out why we love him so much. And, and then if you want to get really crazy, look up something called the Romans Road. It's five scriptures in Romans. And you will see why the salt and the light looks different in perilous times. We're not to be afraid because we know what's happening, and that's because God is right on time. God's right on time. Thank you, Kelly. Great way to end the show. Thank you guys for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, you can email me, fearlessblazeshow at gmail.com. Fearlessblazeshow at gmail.com. Tell me what you thought of the past two days. Tell me what you want me to talk about tomorrow. We'll see you in about, what, 21 hours? This is the Glenn Beck Program.